0: What's up, everybody? Thank y'all for joining in and listening to another Texas Barbecue Show podcast episode. We have Thermoworks joining us today. Kyle Halverson, the influencer uh, marketing uh, person. I said that all wrong. Kyle with Thermoworks is joining us today. am going to talk about Thermoworks and uh, their thermometers and what the company is all about and their standards. So y'all listen up. Here we go. A thermometer that reads right etc cetera, etc cetera, and how do y'all compare to you know other ones out there in the in the market basically yeah absolutely so I want you to sell yourself <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, that's really what it is you know
1: yeah it just feels so wrong but yeah I, I know what you mean yeah <laughs> all
0: yeah. right whenever you're ready brother
1: I I'm, just... I'm ready for you awesome awesome okay
0: uh so Kyle halverson with thermalworks go ahead and uh, Tell everybody uh, who you are and what you do with Works.
1: hey guys. My name is Kyle Halverson I, I work with Thermaworks. I've been here uh, a little over three years going on four now, and uh, I work on the marketing team, so I handle a lot of external relationships.
0: Awesome. So all the uh, <clears throat> like influencer uh, programs all that stuff is ran through through you and you do the social media too, or is that kind of under your umbrella?
1: Um, I work preliminary with the influencers and, and affiliates, and then we do have a team for social media. Gotcha. I do spend a lot of my time there, and we work closely together.
0: Awesome, got it, got it. So I know. So but I want all my listeners to know because we see a lot of thermometers uh, out there. You know, Academy, I, I, Thermal Works. Can, let's let's do this. Where can Thermal Works be found?
1: Thermalworks. Uh, we are primarily on our website, ThermalWorks.com. Uh, we do have a network of brick and mortar locations as well. Okay. So your local barbecue shop will most likely carry Thermal Works products.
0: Okay, awesome. So I kind of made a intro uh, audio already to this, and I kind of explained that it. I didn't see, and this this is why we're doing the podcast. That way, things that I don't know, then that means there's probably a lot of people that really don't know. And my my thought was, yes, I've never seen them in Academy, Home Depot. you got all these other generic brands. Uh, I, I did think it was more of an e-commerce uh, geared other than Barbecue's uh, Galore and Premier Grill and the, um, I guess you would call those uh, Barbecue Pro Shops would carry your product. So that, that is correct. That's where you would find them?
1: Yeah, you'll find them in, in the barbecue or high-end um, cooking stores. Awesome. You won't find them in the big box stores. That's by choice. Uh, There's a lot of pros to being in big box stores, and there's a lot of cons to being in big box stores and on places like Amazon.com. That's a strategic choice on our part. Uh, We didn't feel that it represented the brand the way that we wanted it to. We want to be able to provide the best product and the best customer experience. So that's why we we like to handle those relationships personally.
0: Absolutely. So basically kind of cutting out the middleman in a way to where most of the customer service issues would go directly to you versus – you know, I would have to go through a customer service person at the at the desk, and then they get with y'all. So basically, you kind of cut out that that middle piece where you don't have any issues. Is that probably about right?
1: Yeah, and and it's not cutting out the middleman in that traditional commercial sense where you know we're cutting out the middleman and and marking down the prices and sale, sale, sale. Right. It's it, we really want to work directly with the customer. We have a team here in Utah of customer care representatives. I believe they're up to about twelve now. When you call us, we have a live person answer the phone. There's no recordings. And and these guys are trained. They have our products at home, and they use them, and they're, they're passionate about them. So when you call for advice, like, hey, what's the best way to cook my turkey? Uh, not only do we have a, an on-staff chef who cooks every week and manages our blog and has all those temperature tips and, and tricks, uh, everybody that you talk to, whether that's on our customer care team or our technical support team, which is also here in our same building in Utah, they all own the products and have a passion for cooking, and they will help you figure out how to best use those. So you're not just buying a thermometer. You're also buying the the support, and that's I, I have a little passion about that. I spent my first couple of years here on, on that technical support team, and uh, that was a great learning experience for me because I get to talk to people about the way that they cook at home, and I learned a lot from people calling in, and I was able to share that with other people as they called in. So, awesome. It's really quite, you know, quite a neat experience.
0: Well, that's awesome to hear. Uh, that's awesome. So, with uh, temperature, how do you, is there like a, what sets you alls apart from others as far as, I like, guess, accuracy and things like that? Because <clears throat> as far as food service goes, we, we got to have an accurate thermometer. How do y'all uh, achieve that with, in, in, with ThermoWorks? You know, how has it been this for years and years? How do y'all keep that consistency? Is there like a standard that y'all go by as far as in production or? What, what makes Thermo works better than just the other people?
1: Yeah. Um, this, That's a broad question. A long it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very broad question. There's a lot of facets of the question, but I think I can answer that kind of an, in a summary form there. Um, there's a lot of different thermometer technologies or temperature measurement technologies or, or sensor types. Uh it, in our flagship product, the thermopin. we use what's called a thermocouple, uh, a Type-K thermocouple. And we work with uh, a manufacturer in the United Kingdom who's been doing it for decades, and they are world-renowned for their ability to make these thermocouples. Um, so the, the, the process that we use, we, we make them in-house. It starts with the components that go into that, very particular about you know all of the all of the components, and then also the process. They're they're made by hand. Everyone is you know, tested and calibrated. And if they don't pass those tests, they don't go they don't go any farther in production. It's not a, a mass production facility where you know we, we don't go from making you know, headphones to car stereos <laughs> to thermometers. This is it's a dedicated thermometry or thermometer production facility. Yep. And in that facility, there are multiple calibration labs that are accredited uh, by governing bodies. Um, so we, we can tell you with certainty that they're accurate.
0: Awesome. And, and you can purchase uh, certificates of the calibration as, as, as an extra deal, or does it come with it automatically when you purchase a thermalworks uh, product?
1: So there are many products that do and many products that don't come with those calibration certificates. Okay. Uh, every Thermapen does come with that certificate of calibration that is accredited, which is important because um, when you're, if you're in a restaurant, for example, and your audit, your health inspector comes by and says, Hey, show me your calibration certificates for your thermometers. Um, that actually comes in the box at, at no extra cost. Awesome. Uh, and that's important because it's one thing to have a thermometer, and it's one another thing to have a thermometer that you know reads correctly.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, so
1: that, that, and that's your proof that you know that it was tested by a third party.
0: And that's a that's big deal. I mean, that's a big deal in all of food, of course, is is making sure you have that safe temperature and stuff. But for barbecue, like brisket, I mean, you we gotta have a thermometer that reads accurate to know when to keep it on or when to pull it because that's a you know, that's a big center of the plate idleman. So yeah, your your thermal pin MK four, that's a that's my go to for when I'm using it using it and yeah, for brisket that's perfect. Yeah. Do you have anything for the listeners that you know is a good barbecue tool? I mean of course I could go with dot, chef alarm, smoke, signals. Is there some other ones that might be missing that you wanna highlight on that's a good just I guess maybe barbecue geared? I mean everything's kinda geared towards just food in general. I probably can't really narrow that down huh
1: yeah and, and that's you You just listed off you know our core of products there um going back to your, your temperature thing so I, I like to say there it's one thing or, or there's two aspects of that temperature for one for food safety like you mentioned now, if you're in that 40 to 140 danger zone that we call it for right. too long um your food it can go bad um or, or your food will go bad and you shouldn't eat it
0: <laughs> right it will <laughs> but there's
1: also there's also an issue of food quality right um and you can you can cook your brisket to 140 and eat it yep <laughs> and it's perfectly safe but the, but the quality of that brisket or the quality of that experience is not going to be the same absolutely so having a good thermometer um before i worked here i i uh I didn't really have a thermometer, and I would I would do that you know cut the chicken breast open type thing to see if it's if it's uh, changed color all the way through. Right. And and that kind of works, you know. Um, but being able to to get that temperature with a thermometer, I can not only know that it's safe 100%, um, but also you get this repeatability. So you prevent from overcooking, but you can do it every time by following that same method with by knowing the the temperature, and that's a big thing also.
0: For sure, that adds to your repetition, basically.
1: Yeah, so the more you do it, and maybe you take notes or maybe you remember, but you can get better and you say, oh, I didn't like it that way, maybe I'll cook it a little bit more or I'll cook it a little bit less or or uh, maybe I'll cook it at a higher temperature in the oven. But the more data you have, the more you can adjust and make those – fine tuning and really nail down uh, the food so it's the best for
0: you. Yep, for sure. I agree with you. A lot of uh, in the barbecue deal, there's a lot of uh, old school uh barbecuers out there. They don't they don't believe in a thermometer. They all go by feel, by touch. Good for them. <laughs> I'm using a thermometer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean that, that's that a- may be true at home, but I've walked around a lot of barbecue competitions like uh, Memphis and May or the American Royal. And every one of those guys has a thermometer yeah. in their pocket. So if if you're at home thinking, I, you know, I'm a pro, I don't need it, the pros literally use temperature. When the money's on the line, That that's how you nail it every time.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that, especially in, in the restaurant. That's how people should do it in the restaurant business as well.
1: Exactly. That
0: consistency, I mean, that that's all part of the process is that temperature and getting it just right, so...
1: Yeah, I've worked with a lot of uh, high-end steakhouses in my time here, and, you know, I they say, oh, you know, I don't need a thermometer. I can I can touch it and tell when it's done. And then I get the same restaurant, but the manager calls and he says, you have no idea how many steaks we take back, and because they're overcooked or undercooked, the customer didn't like it. But now, you know, that, that $100 on the thermometer saved me thousands of dollars and, and returned meat.
0: Wow. Jeez. Okay.
1: So. It, <laughs> At home, it might not be. The stakes are not that high, right? But, uh, no pun intended there. Uh, uh, that the, was good. The risk-reward is, isn't as high, but you still you spend a lot of money on your food. You don't want to ruin it and just have it the way you like it and be able to do that every time.
0: For sure. I agree with you. So tell uh, speak on a little bit of the uh, Billows, the barbecue temperature control fan, because I know there's a lot of Weber uh, cookers out there, and that's a
1: pretty Absolutely. good
0: – Pretty good uh, system for it.
1: Yep, and, and we have a Weber Smoky Mountain here on the grill uh, patio. Um, it's one of many smokers that we have here in our facility, but that uh, the Billows is a game changer. Uh, the Weber Smoky Mountain is an awesome grill, awesome smoker, and it and it does really well. Uh, honestly, on its own, you can set that set the vents, and then they do really well unless it's windy or rainy or or uh, something happens, but the billows just makes that kind of a seam, seamless experience. Um, the billows is a is its barbecue temperature control fan. If you're not familiar with that, it's what that is. It's, uh, it clips on the bottom vent, and then you block all the rest of the airflow, so the, the only inlet is through this fan. And then it's, it's controlled by the signals, which is a, a four-channel uh, barbecue temperature alarm. You have multiple probes that come off of the signals. One of them goes to the great temperature, and you can set whatever great temperature you want, and that's going to turn the fan on and off to maintain that temperature. Nice. Um, I think when we were testing that, we came in one day and put in a full bag of Kingsford briquettes in the Weber Smoky Mountain and uh, set the billows to run. And we intended to run it empty that day, and then the next day we were going to do a cook with food in it and just kind of gauge stability before, before we launched the product. Right. One of many tests. That, that's not a very scientific test, but <laughs> it, it's just one of the things that we do, right? Right, nice. And, and we came in the next day, and we'd been watching it. We couldn't even start the next one because it was still burning the charcoal from the day before.
0: Wow, nice.
1: So you get, you get a, by, by monitoring and, and restricting that airflow, you actually get better burn out of your charcoal or longer life.
0: That's awesome. So the billows uh, temperature control fan, uh, fifty nine dollars on on your website. Now you gotta purchase that with the you gotta have that and the signals as well, right? That's not all just one piece, obviously. Right,
1: you okay. will need it, uh, the signals to control that.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. So for those listening, it and they're kind of confused on what's going on. It, if there's pellet grill cookers out there, it's in a sense the same thing. That fan using it as a convection oven that's that's the same process right kyle
1: yeah so billows will not work on a pellet grill uh your pellet grill already has that built in you you have your your temperature controller right where you set your temperature that's the equivalent of a signals, and then it controls the fan and also the auger and and it more controls temperature with that auger because the fan runs constant but it feeds more fuel in um and that's the two ways that you control your temperature is either with oxygen restriction or, or fuel.
0: Right. Yep. Inlet or outlet of your smokers. Usually. <laughs> that's yes.
1: awesome. And so on a pellet grill they're they're controlling the flow of fuel rather than the flow of oxygen.
0: Yeah. Well, they're doing it in two ways. They're doing that with the auger, but then they're doing the oxygen with the fan. So yes. basically just take that auger. So all those pellet guys that don't like the pellet smokers. Well, look, you can take your rubber Smoky Mountain and make it a little bit easier to use. Set it and forget it. Almost. That's what everybody's going exactly. for nowadays. So,
1: and, and there are there are a lot of pros and cons to the pellet grills versus Smoky Mountains or, or charcoal grills. And and I honestly, I eat food off of both, and I I like both. So that's not an argument that I want to get in with anybody because <laughs> then it's just preference. Yeah. Cook it is. What you like and eat what you like.
0: Yep. There's, there's many ways to skin a cat.
1: So. Yep. Yep.
0: Absolutely. What else we got? So we talked on the billows, uh signal now smoke. That's another good. Uh, so what is the smoke versus signals? Can you tell me the big difference in the two?
1: Yeah. So prior to the smoke, we had things like the dot and the chef alarm, which were, Single-channel leave-in thermometers, meaning that it's got a base unit with a display on it, and then there's a probe that you plug in, and it gives you four feet, so you can put the probe in your food and then close the uh, oven door or the grill door, a smoker lid on on the cable, and have the the display on the outside, so you can know and track your temperatures of your food without opening the door and letting all the heat out. Um, We noticed that people started stacking up the dots or the chef alarms, especially at competition. They'd have a stack of 8 to 10 of these (laughs) devices on the outside of their smokers because they're cooking so many pieces of meat all at the same time. Uh, We decided to do a multi-probe option, which we call the smoke. So that gives you two probes, uh, and it does come with those included in the box, one for meat, meaning it's got a sharp tip that you can penetrate, and then one short, blunt-tip probe that uh, we intend to use for air uh, and you can come to the grate clip and you can clip it on the grate so for most people at home you're, you're concerned with the grate temperature what, what food you cook or what temperature yep. you're cooking your food at and then the temperature of your food you're not generally cooking five briskets at home nope. um, if you are that I'm coming to your house for dinner but, uh, <laughs> well come on
0: <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm in catering oh nice yeah absolutely you know so yeah, that, that's a little bit different application, right? Right. Um, those are fully interchangeable. So if you wanted to use two meat probes and, and you're not worried about the pit temperature, absolutely, uh, sw- swap uh, swap those out, and you can you can use any combination of those Pro Series probes. Uh, and that, I mean, right from the get go, smoke just took it off, and then you know, lo and behold, people will start saying, "Well, we actually want more probes." So. Um, a couple of years later, I think Smoke launched in 2016. Uh, that was, yeah, that, that's right. And then just last year, no, I can't say last year anymore, it's 2020 now. <laughs> right. um, in, in 2018, um, we launched Signals, which is a four probe thermometer. And that one also has built in Bluetooth and Wi Fi connectivity. So if you're at competition or if you're out of a catering gig and you don't have Wi-Fi, you can still connect directly to your phone with Bluetooth. And when you're at home, and you can have it connect to the Wi-Fi, and then you can leave the house if you need to, if you need to run to the grocery store because you forgot something. Right. And you can still see the temperatures and get alerts on your phone awesome. because it's talking to your Wi-Fi at home.
0: Okay. I didn't, I didn't know Signals had the Wi-Fi, so that's awesome. I'm definitely going to yeah. talk about that more. Awesome. So yeah, signals got so it's four channel Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Um, what other, what other good? I mean, you get you you have there, Thermaworks ThermalWorks has so many um, products out there, and and obviously this is the barbecue show, so I want to talk on anything that's a barbecue related. So I'm gonna click on your link, barbecue smoker, and that takes me to barbecue and smoking thermometers. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I answered my own question. That's Absolutely. awesome. So, thermoworks.com uh, forward slash barbecue grilling. Got it. Go ahead, yep. Kyle. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, we, we just recently launched, uh, not a thermometer, but uh, we do have a full line of silicone products that, I mean, it sounds silly to even talk about, right, because we talk so much about thermometry, but we, we believe in building the high-end products, and so we, we designed in-house some silicone spatulas, formulas, and we just launched a barbecue brush which, um, believe it or not, there's a quite a variety of brushes out there and they all do different things differently. Um, we designed ours to really hold a lot of barbecue sauce and nice. it's big enough you could do a whole chicken thigh all at once if you're doing competition. But, I mean, I've even used it just to butter the tops of rolls as they come out of the oven and it, it holds and, and it's wide enough. It holds enough butter and it's wide enough that it just makes that so easy. Instead of going over a bunch of times, it's just basically one swipe, and and it's done. So th- those are really nice products. They're full silicone, so they just go right in the dishwasher when you're done. Awesome. You're not I just, a wood handle or anything like
0: that. Nice. I just threw it up on the screen, so as far as for the YouTube uh, video that this will be on, uh, they're going to be able to see this right now. So $15, bucks, high temp silicone brushes. Those yep. are nice. Cool. Yeah, There there is a lot of brushes out there, but then there's also not... There's a lot of, well, there's a lot of brushes that are just massive as far as handles that are 16 feet long for whatever reason, I guess you want to hang it on uh-huh. something. It just doesn't work, especially if you're getting into a small grill and you're trying to get at a certain angle and that long handle. What, what's the length of these, uh, brushes, a uh, 12 inch, sorry. Speaking too soon. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I should
1: say right there on the website, yep. well, we designed them to be long enough to keep your hands away from live fire. If you're using it on, in a grill scenario. Mm-hmm. But not so long that it's like incredibly bulky. And the nice thing about all the all the silicone there, um, and I just was talking to somebody yesterday who made the same comment. Um, they don't hold smells or flavors. Um, if you're cooking a sauce one day and you run it through the dishwasher, you wash that. Yep. It, your next thing you cook is not going to have hints of that left over, which uh, apparently is fairly common.
0: Okay. I- I guess I'd never really noticed, but I can see how it would. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to have to jump online and get me one of these for sure. Let's see. Let's go back. Um, What else you got new out, Kyle? Anything other than the brush? I see you got the the hot pads, the silicone hot pads. I think those are a good idea, Uh, especially for at home. Uh, With me in my garage, I have some stainless steel tops, so it's okay. But as far as, like, inside the kitchen, certain surfaces, you don't want to put that steaming hot pan or – you know, a, something that you baked in your, in your smoke or even in the oven. Yeah. You want to sit it on top of something. So those are pretty cool and they come in nice colors. I see you already yeah, into all the bright big colors. Trivet
1: is really great under a cutting board. If you don't want it to move around, uh, it gives you a good traction on there. So your cutting board's safe. But,
0: That's awesome. Nine by 12. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. So for 2019 billows was our big product launch. Um, And then we've always got products in the pipeline, so we're looking forward to a couple really cool things this year. Um, I don't have all the final details on that yet, so maybe we'll have to get back together later this year and we can talk about those.
0: Yeah, for sure. uh, I would love to be the platform or the uh, podcast that gets all the new news. Uh, Actually, Masterbuilt, uh, they shared a little bit with with me on their interview last week that they didn't share with anybody. Um, Who else did? I think RecTech. he told me, uh, Ray told me, a couple of things um, for this year that they're coming out with it. So yeah, I want, I want to be that platform that gets all the goods.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do that. you um, just got to get all the final details first. For then sure. Then we can do
0: that. Awesome. Awesome, man. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, do we really dig into it deep? Kyle, do you think, or should we keep going? What's up, I, I said, do you think we dig, dig deep enough into this or we need to sell them some more?
1: <laughs> I, 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 you could. Uh, I assume you're editing afterwards, but we could talk about, yeah, yeah. you know, the instant reads versus leave-ins. If you want to try that,
0: the what again? Sorry, oh, and the instant reads like, versus instant. leave-in. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down for that. So instant, so the we're talking about instant read thermometers versus uh, your leave-in ones. Oh, can you hear me? Kyle? Yeah. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I lost you for a second.
1: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Oh, it's okay. Uh, so, you want to touch on like the classic versus the MK4 or? So, uh,
1: more of what I was looking to talk about is uh, there are two different types of thermometers. We generally classify those as uh, as an instant read thermometer like the thermopen, either the Mark IV or the Classic. Okay. Or a leave in style thermometer like the uh, smoke or the signals that we've talked about a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. And, okay. and and a lot of people they ask, Well, why do I need two thermometers? And and uh, you know, an analogy that kind of helps explain that is is on your car dashboard, you have a speedometer and you also have an odometer. Uh, two different meters. The one tells you how fast you're currently going, right, and then one tells you how far you've gone. Sure. Uh, in, in a similar fashion, your your leaving thermometers, you're going to be able to put in that meat, or whether that's you know brisket or or turkey or whatever that is, and you can leave that there and kind of track how far you've come up on that cook. And with your thermopen, you're going to be able to spot check. And you'll be able to know exactly where you are in multiple places in the meat really quickly. So that's that's important. Um, when you do, especially poultry, you want to make sure you get it up to that 165 um, and you leave that probe in there. That's measuring the temperature exactly where that probe tip is. Uh, in all of our sensors, um, be that leave in or instant read, this, the sensor bead is in the very, very tip of the probe, that last of an inch or so is where you're going to get a temperature reading okay if that's not in the the center of the meat um you might be getting a slightly higher reading than what the temperature in the center of the meat is so it's important to come back through and and with your thermofen and check in a couple of different spots and make sure that you don't find anything below uh, the temperature that you want for your meat poultry 165 pork 145 um beef um Really, just kind of depend right. on whether you're going for rare or well done. But uh, what is, it's important to check in lots of places
0: for sure. What's the uh, the time? So for reading out on the instant versus the leave-in, what's what's the time difference?
1: Yeah, so the the leave-in thermometers they are a little bit slower response time, um, but that's it's a kind of an unfair comparison, right? Because uh-huh. on your thermopen. Over, you know, it's a two to three second response time and you're putting that in, you're taking it out putting it back in, taking it out and you need that fast response um, with your leave-in probe, you're putting that in and then you're leaving it there, it takes a couple more seconds to come to temperature but then as it changes it reacts in real time Okay. so it's only that initial response and then the changes happen in real time, if your food doesn't change within seven seconds it doesn't change ten degrees so you're you're going to
0: see those incremental changes really quickly. Got it. Got it. So it just so the leave in just sta- once it sta- once it stabilized, then you're uh, then you're in live time as far as uh, temp live temp. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, where are all your social plugs? Where can uh, where can people see works? Y'all have y'all do a lot of content for social media as far as pictures and you know everybody loves pictures nowadays. So I, I want Absolutely. you to plug all your. We do.
1: Like I, I mentioned, I think a little bit before, we do hire, have a, a full-time chef on staff, our culinary editor, Martin, and we do cooks pretty much every week, uh, Where and then we'll write a blog post about that cook, highlighting the temperature angles, so that not only gives you some good ideas for recipes, but also how to make those work uh, the best, and be able to repeat them at home, like we talk about repeatability. If I say cook the chicken until it's done, that means something different to you than it means to your neighbor. All right. So, but if I say cook the chicken to 165, you and your neighbor could both do that with the right equipment. For sure. Very easily. So we have, and that generates a lot of photos. So you can check us out on the blog at blog.thermalworks.com uh, and you can get some good recipe ideas or or tips and tricks. And then we are also on all the major social platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn under Thermalworks. And so you can I- check us out there.
0: And you were mentioning blog, and then I think did you mention recipes to me, or am I uh, jumping the gun?
1: Yeah, yeah. So all the recipes live on the blog.
0: And now, okay, what I'm getting Pinterest. Will that be on Pinterest as well? Because I know a lot of recipes and stuff is on Pinterest. Are y'all on there?
1: Yeah, yeah. We do have a Pinterest, and we we do post quite a few of those there. But the the complete library will be on the blog.
0: Awesome, awesome. And where where can you find the blog at?
1: It's blog. Thermalworks. Com.
0: Boom. Awesome. Awesome. I was uh, just getting off your site, and I saw this uh, dish temp. Do y'all sell a lot of those uh, the dishwasher thermometer? basically it looks like a fake plate in it. I guess it tells you whether your dishwasher is uh, at the right temperature or not, would be my guess.
1: We do. Uh, that's been incredibly successful for us, uh, and there's nothing else like it in the market. Um, the dish temp is designed, like I mentioned, we we cater to... Uh, Or we design all of our stuff for industry, food service, or food processing. It's built to to withstand those types of environments. And if you you say you do catering, right, um, you're familiar with the harshness that can be that environment, right? Oh, absolutely. Food prep, travel, transport. I mean, that's that's really hard on equipment. Um, And that's why the, the home cooks and barbecue guys really love our stuff. Is because it's designed to withstand that. So it's, it's a lot easier to withstand the, the use of at home. Uh, and they last forever. I've, I've been repaired thermopens that were 10 years old before they had any sort of issue. And a lot of times it's just a dead battery. Wow. But and um,
0: that rolls into my next anyways. one. How, how long, so once you get your thermopin uh, or any of your thermometers from Thermoworks, how long do those usually last till they need to be either recalibrated or you really need to, you know, test it in some ice water. When, I mean, is it a pretty safe thing to say you got several years or, or how do you, how do you approach that kind of question you know, what, how long does it last?
1: Um, you know, I, I get that question a lot and there, and there's not one right answer. It's kind of like saying, how do you cook ribs? <laughs> uh, right. there's, but but the, the correct answer to that question is it depends on the way that that Thermopen or thermometer has been used, stored, and cleaned. Um, if you take good care of it, chances are you'll never have to have it recalibrated.
0: Okay, nice. Um,
1: I've not seen one yet that's been out of calibration that wasn't physically damaged, and that's just the result of damaging the electronics that measure temperature. Um, but you can always test it if you're uncertain. Like you mentioned, the, the glass of ice water, um, what, we, what we'd actually want to do is fill a glass completely full of ice and then just put a little bit of water in there to fill in the gaps, and that's called an ice bath. And uh, once that stabilizes, you can stabilize it just by stirring with the probe. Uh, that should give you a reading of 32 degrees. Okay. Nice. And if you're on there at 32 degrees, then you, know you should be just fine everywhere else
0: awesome and i'm just now looking at sorry this thermopen ir uh that would be good for even the steak guys uh, cuz they can check the internal of the uh, steak as well as the ir use on the grates you know to see exactly how hot those uh, grill grates are on that on that grill so i just now noticed yep, exactly.
1: that pen that, that's a really fun product. I, I really enjoy mine. Um, it gives you all the speed and accuracy of the thermopen Mark 4 with that probe. so You can check your safety like you said. Nice. But you also, when you close the probe, you can click that scan button on the front of it. Okay. And it'll actually activate the infrared portion. It's uh, where the battery compartment would normally be on a Mark 4. And you can get a, a surface reading with the, the infrared.
0: Nice, nice. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. I appreciate you being on the Texas Barbecue Show podcast, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for
1: having me. It's been a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. And uh, definitely whenever y'all get more solidified on these new releases or this upcoming news, uh, please uh, let me know and let's jump on here again and let the world know.
1: (laughs) That sounds great. Yeah. Let's get it
0: out. Awesome, man. Well, take care. Have a good week and thanks for talking with me. Uh, All right. Bye. All right, that was Kyle with the uh, Thermoworks. He influence uh, marketer, I guess in the marketing department over there. Uh, man, they got some. They got more stuff out than I've noticed, and this is a big deal. I mean, this is probably a very key episode uh, for the barbecue show, only because all of my listeners, like you, cook just like I do every day, and I mean we we got to have a thermometer you're not trying to get anybody sick your kids sick you know especially with poultry like he said uh, yeah if y'all want to jump on thermoworks.com check them out and maybe i'll have an affiliate link or some kind of some kind of link to uh, post in there that way maybe you can get a little discount or something uh by putting you know code barbecue show so we'll see what happens uh, thank y'all for listening in and we'll see you later